What is up, you gorgeous, fabulous creatures? This week, we are talking about eight ways that you are, I would say, fucking yourself over with weight loss, but just to, for the algorithms <laughs> to be not banned from Spotify and iTunes. I would say you're making your weight loss way harder than it needs to be, way, way harder. I want to tell you this morning, I've made this commitment that I'm getting out of bed before 5 a.m. every morning. So my alarm's set for 4.45 and this is what I have to get up. Not because 4.45 is a magical number, not because anything fancy happens at 4.45. You're not going to lose extra, burn extra calories by getting up at 4.45. I do it because there are two areas Really, I mean, there may be more, but these two are going to be the quickest, fastest ways to create discipline in your life, which is what you fucking need if you want to lose weight. And the two areas are getting up early and disciplining yourself with food. If you can nail those two areas, you're set for life. You can fucking achieve anything. You'll be like climbing Mount Kosciuszko, becoming president, like you do all these things because you have created really an unbeatable level of discipline. And I've got to say, the more I am consistent now getting up before five, the more I feel like unstoppable, I'm just going to say. Like fucking Wonder Woman's got nothing on me at this point. So with that being said, it doesn't mean, it does not mean that I am delighted to get out of bed in the morning. Doesn't mean I feel good about it. Doesn't mean I'm even excited or mildly okay about it. I, in fact, it shits me off. I fucking hate it every morning. The internal scream is absolutely deafening, but I'm doing it. So this is what I want to tell you today, that this morning I woke up and I was extremely tired because because as much as my morning routine is nailed and I'm dialed in and on point, my nighttime routine, my nighttime routine leaves a little to be desired. It's fine, but I'm going to bed still too late for for a 50-year-old lady that wants to get up at 4.45. So the internal scream is deafening. The alarm goes off and I'm just like, uh, no, just no, no. And my mind is going through all the reasons and all the excuses why I just should not do this. And I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway. I knew I needed to go to the gym. Didn't want to do it. I've got a knee injury. Like it's a whole situation. I had all the excuses. Don't you worry. I could roll them off like, like just any – don't – I could roll them off like anything, like nobody's business. But I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway. I didn't want to do my stretching this morning because that's another thing I've committed to doing. Didn't want to do it because it fucking hurts and it's uncomfortable, but I did it anyway. I come home from the gym and there's this incredible, if you haven't seen my Insta, where I shared this delicious, and it's not unhealthy, like this cheesecake recipe that are little mini deconstructed cheesecakes. They're in a gla little glasses. I made them with my stepdaughter. She made the recipe up and she's like, let's try this. And it's fucking delicious. Well, there's one left here in the fridge. Phil, it's supposed to be for Phil, but it's staring at me every day. He's not eating this damn thing. I come home from the gym. I'm really hungry. I want to eat the cheesecake, but I didn't do it. I chose to honor myself in all these situations. Now, I could have caved on any one of those areas, would have made my, made my weight loss exponentially harder. But aside from those areas where, yeah, I'm determined to build discipline in the morning when I want to sleep in, when it's the hardest, because I want the effects that those discipline are going to roll on throughout the rest of my life, yes, but also with my relationship with food. So the first way that you are fucking yourself over right, with weight loss and making it way harder than it needs to be is you often have all or nothing thinking. Now, I'm going to go through these really fast because 
because I want this to be a short and sharp episode. So you, I'm going to read them out first and then I'll tell you a little bit about some of the main ones. We have all or nothing thinking. In fact, I'm going to leave you the um, the last one is for the best, actually. Did I say eight ways? There's eight that I've not, that I've jotted down here. We have all or nothing thinking. We get caught up in cognitive dissonance. And I'll explain to you what this means and how it's impacting your weight. We overgeneralize. We go into the always and nevers. We uh, start catastrophizing. We head into the shoulds. I really should do this. I really should. Oh, man, I shouldn't have eaten that. We start predicting based on whatever we think is going on right now. Oh, no, this is not going to work for me. We haven't even fucking started. Haven't done nothing yet. No, this isn't going to work for me. I've tried so many times before. It's not going to work. We have massive scale stress. And then the last one, number eight, I'm going to save that for you because it's one of the best ones. So let me break these down for you really quickly. The first one is your all or nothing thinking. If you haven't Fucked yourself over with all or nothing thinking. I can't tell you how many times I've done it. I've gained more weight than I ever lost with all or nothing thinking. All or nothing thinking looks like I've got to get it perfect. I've got to get it right. And if I don't, I'll fucking eat my face off until next Monday when I'll start again. Raise me an emoji hand because I know you know what I'm talking about. You can think of a million different examples now where you have implemented all or nothing thinking and that is going to fuck you over every time. One of my favorite sayings is why screw up the day when saving it is still an option. Let's say I came home from the gym and I really wanted the cheesecake. We had one for breakfast the other day when I made them with little Dolly. So if I had eaten the cheesecake and then afterwards the guilt kicks in like, Oh, shouldn't have had that. Should have had my normal breakfast, which you know is rolling right onto another one of our another one of our ways there. But shouldn't have had that. Should have had my breakfast. Oh, now messed it up. Messed it up. I might as well plow myself into the pantry face first. Chocolate, chips, cake, cookies, ice cream. Might as well just eat it all today because I ate a cheesecake. Let's think about this very realistically for just a second. Let's assume that the cheesecake. I'm trying to think about it. Let's say it has. I doubt it even has 300, but let's just be generous and say it has 300 calories. If I broke that down, it's actually got the very similar ingredients. The only things that's different is it doesn't have butter because there's no sort of crumble in my regular breakfast, but I have coconut yogurt. I have lots of nuts and seeds. In fact, my regular breakfast, I have melted Nutella with coconut oil all over the top of my granola and all these berries and things that I have in there. So it's probably the same, if not more, calories in my regular breakfast. But in your head, no, it's a cheesecake. You think you've just like signed your soul over to the devil. So you just go crazy eating shit for the rest of the day because clearly I can't be trusted around food. I'm going to have to rein myself in tomorrow and pull it together. So I might as well just eat everything today. I made one small mistake. So let me just go and make a, hu- a whole day's worth of bullshit like decisions. I made one bad decision. Well, it's not even bad, right? Because, you know, you can have the cheesecake. I made one bad decision, so I'll make a whole day of stupid decisions. It's like it's like going out to your car, seeing that one of the tires is flat, so you grab a knife and slash the other three. What the fuck? Like this is how stupid we are. The second way is cognitive dissonance. Now, this is where you know what you want to do. You know what you want to do. I want to lose weight. I want to eat healthy, but you do the exact opposite thing. That happens because of the example that I just gave you now. 
exactly because of the example I just gave you now. It happens because you see one tiny glitch or perceived glitch on the radar and then you burn that off, like turn it into a huge snowball and just like screw it. And now you have this cognitive dissonance where it's just like, I know what I should be doing, but why do I continue to do the opposite thing? Because you've got a whole bunch of fucked up diet rules that are springing off from it like a spider web that it's like, I want to lose weight. Okay. So Kylie wants to lose weight, but off of that sort of nucleus comes, but I've got to do it this way and it has to work out like this and I've got to do it right and I've got to lose this much per week. And if I fuck this up, then all these things will happen. You have all these little, like, I want to say precautions, but that's not right at all. That's not what the word I'm looking for. I'm looking for like, I don't know, stipulations all around it. And when one of them isn't met, you do the exact thing that you're trying to avoid. Thirdly, overgeneralizing. Oh, this always happens to me. I always end up eating the cheese. I can never stick to what I say I'm going to do. That is bullshit because I didn't have cheesecake. I didn't have it this morning either, but I didn't have cheesecake yesterday morning. Didn't have it the morning before that. I always fuck up. Do I? Do I? You can also think of examples like this. This one is another huge bullshit diet rule that is causing you to screw up your weight loss. Catastrophizing. Number four, catastrophizing. Come on now. This ties right back in again. You can see how all of these are linked together. Catastrophizing. Well, I ate one small thing, so now I'm going to eat everything. And I might as well, well, it's Thursday, so I might as well just continue eating all the way through to next Monday. It's like you see a small brush fire and you turn it into a huge forest flame. It's insane doing these things. The next way is we screw ourselves over with shoulds. I should. I really should have the salad. I really should have my regular breakfast. I really shouldn't eat that cheesecake. I really shouldn't. Tell me, please, please, one time, one example in your life where you have given yourself a reprimand like that. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. And you've come out of the other side feeling really good, good, empowered, strengthened, like totally on board with the direction you're trying to go. No, you feel like a piece of crap and you always turn to food to comfort the shit feelings that you created yourself. Nobody else did it. Nobody else could shunted into the room and just started telling you what a loser you are. That was you. You did that whole thing. The beautiful part about it is if you did it, you can also stop doing it. The next way is predictions. Well, we have all these negative predictions. Never worked for me before. See, I didn't lose weight in two seconds. This is never going to work. We predict things before we even carry them out. You haven't even fucking implemented it yet properly. All the women in my F the Scale program, they all lose weight. Now, granted at varying rates, depending on how much they have to lose. So women with more weight to lose will generally lose weight what seems to be faster than women who have less weight to lose. But in fact, the percentage of weight loss is always very similar. We always lose around one and a half. Um, I can't even remember now. I think it's around, is it 10%-ish? Oh, shit. No, I think it's like 2 to 3% of our body weight. I did this the other week in a podcast as well. Because I think it's like 2 to 3% of our body weight per month is what we actually end up losing. And that's fine. That's normal. It just seems like a woman, a woman with more weight is losing weight quicker and faster because 
she's dropping bigger numbers, but she's actually still losing the same two to three percent. But you don't even go, you don't even give yourself a chance to get there. You get on the scale in three days, see that it hasn't moved yet, and then you're just like, oh, I see. You predict that it's never going to work. You didn't even give yourself a chance. You didn't give yourself time. You have to, honestly, if you're going to do one thing between now and the end of the year, I would say give yourself the gift of time. Don't do something for two seconds, decide that it's bullshit and isn't working and scrap it for the next bright, shiny object that comes along. If you stick with a sensible eating plan, so like what I've got here in F the Scale, we use the eating codes and we use my blueprint. This is the foundation for everything that I teach. I have the five eating codes. You know, you can also get them in my free course. I have the five eating codes and I have my blueprint, which is what gives you the main structure to follow day by day because listen, I'm all about the energetics of things and you need to think positive thoughts. and like, that's fantastic, but I need to know what to fucking do. Like, don't just tell me go and eat intuitively. What the fuck is that? I think I want to eat chocolate. I need some actual, I don't know, I'm going to say, well, they're eating codes, but I need some quote unquote rules to follow. Like I need to know the steps. We don't like rules, but I need to know the steps to follow. That's what I give you. That's why my programs are so fucking different. So you have that. The next thing you do to fuck over your weight loss is, this one is huge. You step into scale stress. I am so scared. I have worked with women that are fucking petrified, terrified to get on the bathroom scale in case it doesn't give them a number that they like. That is that is not a fun way to live. Not. I I had a client who, you know, she was doing really well and she was losing weight and everything was fantastic. But then she overate on one day, like she might have eaten a piece of cake or something. And then she was just absolutely terrified to weigh herself the next day because what if it had gone up? It's like, so fucking what? What if it has gone up? That is not, that is not and should not be your only measurement of progress. The bathroom scale is an indicator of the direction that you're heading. It is not the be all and end all of your progress measuring tools. So what I mean by that is you should, yes, fine, get on the bathroom scale, get on there. I recommend once a week because I think any more than that just messes with your head, but get on the bathroom scale once a week. Let's say, okay, we'll play devil's advocate. Let's say it's gone up. That is all that is, is an indication for you to now check back mentally over your previous week. What kind of decisions was I making with food? Do I feel like I stick to my daily plan that I make in F the scale? Do I feel like I stuck to all these things? If not, it's time to pivot and clean those boundaries up. If you feel like you did, then you would take your plans and all the things to ask the coach inside of F the Scale again so that I can personally coach you through and we'll figure out what the roadblock is and why that is all happening because it can be a myriad of other things. Are you premenstrual? Is it a hormonal issue? Are you going through menopause and now there's an estrogen issue? Like we need to figure it all out so that we can make some changes. And then again, on the flip side, if you jump on the scale and you did lose weight, Great. Congratulations. Clapping hand emojis for you. You simply keep doing what you were doing before. Now, this is the last way that we fuck ourselves over. (laughs) And I feel like this is one of the best ones because it's scary and almost everybody, including myself, goes through this. When you do start losing weight, you feel like you can't trust the process or yourself or what you're doing until you lose like a decent amount of weight. You know, I need to lose five kilos before I can really believe this is real. I need to lose at least a good three or 10. This doesn't count until I lose seven kilos. No, it counts. 
Do you know why? Because your work counts. The effort you're putting in counts. The motivation and you cheering yourself on, that counts. You showing up daily and showing and giving yourself that discipline, like I talked about at the start, that counts. Don't ever discount, you know, 10 days of good decisions just because the scale isn't reflecting what you think it should yet. You keep going. You back yourself. Don't worry about what the scale says. It will catch up. Do you know how I can say that with complete and utter confidence? Because it is impossible, impossible to do the right thing and get a wrong result. With that, my darlings, I'm sending you tremendous amounts of love. As always, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more, please subscribe, share on socials, send me, send me a review, pop into my DMs. I am always happy to hear from you. And as you know, F the Scale is currently open $19 a month. So skip on over to kyliepacks.com forward slash F the Scale. And I will see you again next week. Until then, gorgeous ones, bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to shimmy your butt over to kyliepacks.com and sign up for one of my programs so you can start losing your weight now. You'll also find helpful notes and resources in my past podcasts that will help you lose the weight without all the BS drama. I will see you next week.